everyone, I'm back. A whole month, I think, since I spoke to you last. So, here's episode 8. Forward into 2016, life after 60. 2016 was quite a year. Chris and I had already made plans for retirement together. He had given 18 months notice that his retirement from the additional 10 years at his original workplace would be at the end of October, as my official state retirement was finally going to be on the 6th of November. I couldn't wait. However, we had most of the year to get through and our plans were also to include a final move to our forever home. We were downsizing. All three of our girls were within easy distance of each other, so we started to house hunt close by, knowing grandparent duties would certainly be on the agenda from time to time. In addition, I didn't want to be more than 30 minutes from mum, as she lived very rurally with no transport service nor village shop for provisions. Mum would have to rely on my sister or me to see to her everyday needs. However, in the four years since Daddy died, Mum had recreated herself into what I can only describe as a new woman. Having such good friends and neighbours close by made all the difference and her interests and hobbies were keeping Mum very well in both mind and body. It was a joy to see. In March 2016, I walked into a gym, only a small one run by a personal trainer. I explained my situation and told him I would be 63 next birthday, but I was well, not on any medication and ready to make more changes by including purposeful activity into my life. I hadn't done any strength training or weight work since my 20s, so it was going to be quite an undertaking. Jamie was happy to include me in a small group of ladies he was currently training. One was actually someone I knew and her mum. I felt comfortable and welcome, so what else could I ask for? The dopamine and endorphins were rushing through me and best of all, I started to sleep better. In the meantime, 30 weeks into my daughter's pregnancy, we had news that our soon-to-be-born grandson would be rather poorly. His lungs had filled with fluid and there were concerns that other organs may be affected. He had a 50-50 chance of survival and would not be breathing once born due to the fluid. All appointments to monitor him were brought closer together until he was born at the end of May, more than five weeks early. Joy and heartache overwhelmed me as I was present at his birth. My daughter gave birth naturally and with such dignity, knowing that the outcome may not be what we all wanted. The most amazing midwife, paediatrician, consultant and neonatal team worked their worked on him as if their lives depended on this little baby boy's survival. They were gentle, loving and simply amazing. After a 27-minute agonising wait, 
he was intubated and rushed immediately to NICU. Five long hours passed until we were told he could be seen. It was going to be a tough ride. As you can see, it doesn't matter how well things seem to be moving along in life, there's always something to trip you up. Within 12 days, this wonderful, brave little boy was home. He'd fought hard and he'll continue to do so as he was diagnosed with a chromosome deletion resulting in delayed learning and mobility. We're proud, so proud of our little grandson as he continues to try and keep up with his peer group, but he's thriving and doing well at mainstream school, making friends and simply enjoying life. Such a happy little boy. His mummy, my beautiful daughter, has been incredible during all the care, attention and hospital appointments. And I couldn't love her more, especially now as she is in fact a single mum. The timing has mirrored my experience, mid-30s, and although it's tough, somehow, once resilience kicks in, you just get on with things, and she's done exactly that. As Chris and I headed towards the end of 2016, our thoughts turned to a semi-retirement option as far as work was concerned. Chris was 60 in the July and knew that state retirement would not be for another six years. Fortunately, we had friends who had a thriving private hire company and they were looking for someone who would be prepared to step in at busy times. An opportunity for us to look into and to discuss. Chris liked driving and I had the admin skills, so why not? As time drifted on through 2016, it was becoming more and more important to get serious about the move. Right move, here we come. In between supporting family, I continued with my quest to get as fit as I could. I sure as heck was needed. I loved being at the gym. It was giving me a focus and my energy levels were increasing. My wearable was indicating that my cardio fitness had improved and resting heart rate moving from good to excellent for my age. Fitness is not always about the way you look on the outside because what's happening on the inside is important too, if not more so. My mention this episode for the incredible health professionals who are always there no matter what. I cannot begin to imagine the outcome of the birth of my little grandson if it hadn't been for the commitment and dedication of the nurses, consultants and healthcare team at the Norfolk and Norwich University Hospital, but especially the NICU department. You are amazing. You are all amazing. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Another week and it's bye-bye February 2022 and hello March. Already it feels like spring is on its way with the swathes of snowdrops bobbing in the wind and how windy it's been too. So many of you may still be without heat and light due to Dudley and Eunice, so I'm sending my love in the hope that all will be well sooner rather than later. 2016 continues in episode 9 
when the house sale, the house purchase and new private hire business kicks off. Keep hope alive and take care. I'll be back to update you again very soon.